listening to Audio Fanfic Podcast. Seven Years in Denver by Lola B. Good on Gossamer. Leo and Amy had been eerily quiet the entire time they were in the car. Walter had wanted to beat the crap out of him the moment he got off the plane, but the sad, defeated, yet expectant look Leo had on his face caused him to pause. He would never do it, of course. It would hurt Will and Dana too much. But part of him really wanted to. Walter had called her room late last night and found her not there. Then, He had called her several more times before getting security to check in on her. The bed was still made. He then placed a call to the lone gunmen who were still in town and had them go by Leo's house, where they found only Amy's car in the driveway. He called a ranger's office and had him do a drive-by of the cabin. Both Scully's car and Leo's truck were there at 1 a.m. and no lights were on in the cabin. The ranger reported that the same vehicles were still there early the next morning. He suspected they had spent the night together, doing more than talking, but it wasn't until he saw her face that he knew. Walter's heart broke when he saw her eyes. He knew her so well, loved her so much that there was no hiding this knowledge, this betrayal, from him. He hated that she had slept with anyone other than him, that she had risked all they had together for one night with Mulder. But he wasn't far enough away from the memory of what they were like together what she was like afterwards to be completely caught off guard by this. Part of him always knew that, given this chance, it was inevitable that this would happen. He knew how much she loved him. Now, he just had to wait for the other shoe to drop, for her to say they were done. He steeled himself for that moment, not allowing this inevitability to hurt him. We're here, he said with a grunt as the car came to a stop. Everyone folded out of the car, and he saw Leo reach to hold Amy's hand tightly against his chest. Amy smiled uneasily over at him, and they looked at Walter for guidance. Just, just come on in, Walter said awkwardly. Do you, do you live here too? Amy asked, as they approached the door. Uh, no, Walter said sadly. And the wedding is in two weeks? Amy asked as Walter opened the door to allow them entrance. Walter just nodded his head and looked at Mulder. Mulder's eyes dropped to the ground, and he shifted his feet. Walter closed his eyes against the pain. Dana had woken up in this man's arms this morning, and unless he could turn back time, there was nothing he could change about that. Dana! Walter called, as they all shuffled inside the small vestibule, and he walked past the pair. We're in the yard! she called back nervously. Walter walked toward the back of the house, followed by Leo and Amy. On the back patio were Dana and Will playing checkers. They both stood to greet everyone. Leo gasped when he caught sight of the young man standing with his mother. He looked exactly like him at seven years old. The pictures he had seen of Will had still not prepared him for the reality of his son. Leo, this is Will. Dana said as she placed her hands on her son's shoulders. Will, this is Leo. Hi, Will said shyly. You, you playing checkers? 
Leo asked hesitantly. Yeah, Will said softly. You play? Uh, sure, Leo said, as he let go of Amy's hand and put his arm around Amy's shoulder. Will, this is Amy. My mom told me you might be coming too, Will smiled broadly at her. He couldn't contain his happiness that Leo had a wife. Sort of. You want to play checkers? Sure, Amy smiled at him as she took a step forward. Leo followed her to the table and Scully stepped back, not making eye contact with Leo. Oh, I'll get everyone something to drink, Walter said, as he ducked back into the house. Thanks. Dana looked over at him sadly. Will began to reset the board, and Dana watched as Leo looked at him in awe. Will, you look a lot like me when I was seven, Leo said, as he sat down next to the table. I know, my mom showed me pictures, Will said, not making eye contact. So, you some sort of checker master? Amy asked with an easy smile. Will chuckled. I have been known to win a game or two. Leo looked over at Dana. His eyes were watery. Will had sounded just like him in that moment. Will made his first move. So, you live in Colorado? Yeah, we, um, we live in a little town called Keystone in the mountains, Mulder said, as he shifted in a seat. I have a fishing cabin, too. You like to fish, Will? I caught a sunfish once, Will said, as he concentrated on Amy's moves on the board. Maybe your mom and Walt can come out with you sometime, and I can teach you to catch trout, Leo offered. That sounds fun, Will said distractedly. Will, I... I want you to know that if I had known about you, if I had known about any of this, Leo said as he swallowed hard, trying to contain his emotions, nothing could have kept me away from you. Will looked up at Leo, their eyes meeting for the first time. He held Leo's gaze for almost a whole minute before he spoke. I know. I'd like to get to know you, and... And I'd like you to get to know us, Mulder said as he reached for Amy's hand. Amy smiled nicely at the young man sitting on the other side of the table. King me, Will said softly, as he moved a piece on the board. Hey, Amy said in mock anger. Will smiled at the two of them. I'm good. Dana laughed from the edge of the patio, and Will looked up at her and smiled. He seemed to be taking all of this news about his biological father much better than the rest of them. She let out a sigh just as she heard the patio door slide open behind her. Walt walked over to the table and set down a tray with glasses and lemonade. Thanks, Dad, Will smiled up at Walt. He wanted everyone in the room to know Walt's place in his life. You think I should challenge him to chess? Dana's breath caught in her throat, and she wiped a tear from the corner of her eye. I... I think you should, Walt said, as he smiled down at Will and mussed his hair. Happy Will had called him by the name they discussed earlier. Sad that his fiancée had woken up in another man's bed. But let him know that you haven't lost a game since you were taught. You weren't supposed to say, Will quietly admonished him. Sorry, let the cat out of the bag. Walt smiled down at the young boy, their banter easy and familiar. What? Leo said, pretending not to hear. Nothing, Will said mischievously as he eyed Walt. I'll, I'll see you later, okay, kiddo? Walt said as he turned to go.
Okay, see you later, Will said as he pulled out some chess pieces, already intent on winning. So, how exactly is this game played? Leo asked as he winked at Amy. You're... you're going? Dana asked Walt as he went to pass. He swallowed hard and nodded his head before walking back through the patio door. She looked quickly at Will setting up the board while Amy and Leo asked him chess-related questions and followed Walter inside, shutting the patio door behind her. Walt, she called after him as she walked through the sunroom and kitchen trying to catch up. Walt! Dana, I don't think that now is the... he said over his shoulder as he continued to march forward. Walt, I think I need to tell you... to explain... I know he said softly, as he stopped walking and kept his back to her. She stopped dead in her tracks and closed her eyes, trying to ward off the tears that were about to fall. I'm so sorry, she gasped. Sorry you did it, or sorry you pretended to love me, he asked, hurt. I do love you, she said with conviction. I've never pretended. But you want him, Walter said, still not turning. No, no she stammered as she stepped forward. I want you. She touched his back and saw him visibly flinch away from her. You have a funny way of... I screwed up. I screwed up everything, she said softly, her head falling to her chest. Dana, I know... I know you could never love me like him, but I thought... I thought what we had... I don't know, he said, shaking his head. I love you she said softly, coming around to face him. There's no comparison. My feelings for him are based on a life we missed out on. One, one you still want, he finished for her. One that's not mine anymore, she said softly. You make me happy. Our life makes me happy. But, but, he asked, making eye contact with her for the first time. But that night, That night I was not here in the present. I was... I was in the past, and... I know how hard it was for you when he went missing, he said, holding her shoulders. I know how hard this is for you now. I know that given the opportunity, you... you took it. A tear fell from her eye, and she bit her bottom lip. I hurt you, and I wish that... I have to go, he said, as his hands dropped from her shoulders. Walt, please! she yelled. I know I don't deserve. He walked out the front door without another word. Leo Gray knocked on the door to Walter Skinner's apartment, still not sure this was the right thing to do. He might be about to get the shit kicked out of him. What are you doing here? Walter asked as the door swung open. We need to talk, Leo said as he pushed past the man. I don't think... Walt said as he watched Leo pass. She was crying after you left, Leo said as he put his hands on his hips. And I'm sure you comforted her, Walter said, squaring his shoulders off. Amy did, actually, Leo explained. Look, I know you want to beat the crap out of me, and I don't blame you, but don't let one mistake change the rest of your life. One mistake? Walter asked, perturbed. We... We shouldn't have, Leo said, as his eyes fell. We were both in a bad place that night, and I... I did a lot to sway her. It was my fault. 
She's a grown woman who makes her own choices, and you tell me about one other person who's had to deal with the shit she's been through these last two weeks, these last eight years, and then you pass judgment, Leo snapped, his eyes blazing. Skinner turned away from Mulder, shaking his head. So I'm just supposed to forget? What about next time you two get together? It'll never happen again. I guarantee it, Leo said with conviction. Oh, forgive me for not... Will loves you, Leo said truthfully. She loves you. I... I want them to be happy, and you do that. I would never risk their happiness. I was stupid to be so selfish, and... And I won't ever be again. Walter turned to look at him. He saw Leo's face and knew he was telling the truth. Practically every, every picture in her house is of the three of you at birthday parties and Disney. And, and I don't know, because I wasn't fucking there. You were the one running beside him when he rode a bike. And you were the one who threw her 40th birthday party. You were there for all of it. And in every picture, she looks happy. Every single one. I don't know if I ever made her that happy. Walter swallowed hard. They had become quite the family over the years. He considered Will his son, and he couldn't imagine not being in his life. What Dana had done to him had caused him to step back, guard his heart. She's falling apart over this, and... And I can't screw her life up, Leo said softly. Not after everything we've been through. You mean more to her than, than I ever thought someone else could. Walter nodded his head mutely, and Leo turned to leave the apartment. It had taken a lot for Leo to come here, and it had taken a lot for him to hear Leo out. Both men loved her, but Walter wasn't sure if he was the one to make her happy. Perhaps she made her decision the other night at the cabin. Thanks for not killing me, Leo said as he opened the door to leave. I couldn't do that to them, Walter muttered as he rubbed his temple. I love them too much. I know, Leo said, before he shut the door. Four days passed without a word from Walter. Leo and Amy had been at the house a lot, and Will was growing more and more comfortable with them. Will, Leo, and Amy shot hoops at the park across the street, talked, looked at old pictures, watched movies, and generally joked around. Dana could see Leo's face light up each time he saw Will, and for that she was glad she decided not to lie about Will's existence. As much as this whole situation had tormented her heart, she was happy Will had more people who loved him in his life. Will asked Leo and Amy to sign his cast, and that, Dana concluded, was a sure sign he was happy with these new family members. Dana had been very aware of Amy throughout the entire time, and had made sure to not be anywhere alone with Leo where Amy could somehow misconstrue the situation. Dana admonished herself every time she saw Leo hold Amy's hand, or kiss her cheek as he tried his best to make up for what had happened. What shouldn't have happened. Dana was standing in the kitchen one evening, wondering what to cook for dinner, when the front door opened and she heard her mother call to her. Mom? she asked as she walked toward the door. What are you doing here? I came to take my grandson to dinner, Margaret Scully said as she placed a kiss on Dana's cheek. Dinner? You didn't... Dana began. Dana, I want to see how he's doing, Margaret admitted. He's... he's fine, Mom, 
Really, she said, shaking her head. Margaret looked at her pale and tired-looking daughter. And how are you? Dana quickly turned her head to the side to try and stop the tears from falling. Oh, sweetie, Margaret said softly as she hugged her daughter. Mom, I've been so... Dana said as she clung to her mother. Now, you listen to me, Margaret said softly. I don't know what's going on with you, but I know this Fox situation must be really upsetting. You love that man, and... He's Leo now, Mom, Dana said softly. Whoever he is, you loved him, and I know you are trying to do the right thing by having him in Will's life. But... I would never keep Will from him, Mom, Dana said as she pulled back. He's lost his whole life, and... And he has a new one, Margaret said softly. One that you say he's quite happy in. Yes, Dana sniffled. And you have a new life, Margaret said. I don't know what I... Dana began. Do you love Walt? Margaret asked. Yes, Scully nodded. Does he make you happy? Margaret asked again. Yes, but I don't make him happy. Mom, it's complicated. Dana started to explain. If you love him, and he loves you and Will, I don't understand thee, Margaret began. He loves Will, but I think he wants nothing to do with... Have you asked? Mom, it's been four days, Dana explained. I called and cancelled the minister and caterer today. What about the guests? Margaret asked, surprised by this turn of events. I'm going to... It's only thirty people. I'm going to call them tomorrow, Dana stammered. I thought if I called while everyone was at work, it would be easier. Dana, I can't believe, after everything you two have meant to each other, that you're just... Margaret stopped talking when she heard Will clomp down the stairs. Dana turned and wiped her eyes with a dish towel. Willie boy, Margaret called. Grandma! Will smiled from ear to ear as he hugged his grandmother. Grab your shoes, Margaret said happily. I'm taking you out to dinner. You going out with Walt, Mom? Will asked. The fact that Walt had been missing for a few days was obviously not lost on Will. Maybe, Dana said as she pretended to busy herself with a dirty pan soaking in the sink. Come on, I'm taking you for ribs, Margaret said. All right, Will cheered as he ran for his shoes. Dana, Margaret said as she patted her back. You've always fought for what you love. Don't stop now. Bye, Mom, Will called from the front door. Bye, baby, Dana tried to sound cheerful. She waited until she heard the door slam before she collapsed on the floor in a pool of tears. Her mother was right. She needed to know, to lay all her cards on the table, and if Walt couldn't forgive her, then at least she had done everything she could. She slowly stood up against the sink. The thought of living the rest of her life without him felt almost paralyzing. He had been such a huge part of her life that to not have him here these last few days had been devastating. It took the reappearance of Mulder in her life in the shape of Leo to make her realize how much she loved Walt. Dana walked purposefully across the kitchen and grabbed her car keys. Despite her indiscretion, Walt would hear her out. She locked the house and was about to back up out of the driveway when a familiar car pulled in behind her. Walt sat behind the wheel. She let out a gasp and jumped out of her car, staring at him as he exited. Did you need to go? He asked as he stood with his driver's door open. 
I was going to see you, Dana said in awe of the man before her. I asked your mom to take Willow, Walt admitted. I think we need to talk, and... and he can't be around. Okay, Dana swallowed. He shut his car door and walked up to her, his frame towering over hers. You were coming to see me? Yeah, Dana said softly. It's been four days, and... I had a lot to think about, Walt said softly, his eyes filled with hurt. You enlisted my mother? she asked. She doesn't know, Walt said softly, assuaging one of her concerns. I just said we needed to talk, alone. She offered to have Will out of the house by six. Come on in, Dana said, as she led the way. They got inside the house, and an awkward silence fell over them. She moved to sit on the couch, then thought better of it and hovered near a lamp. He sat uncomfortably on a nearby chair and folded and unfolded his hands several times. Walt, she said, breaking the silence. I can't begin to say anything that will make up for, that will tell you how sorry I am for what I did, for what happened in Colorado. I took the trust you had in me, and I... Tears started to stream down her face, and he handed her a box of tissues. You're a good man. Far too good for me, I think, and... She continued. Did you do this so you could get rid of me? He asked, his voice full of emotion. What? No, she said shocked. Did you think, you and he, that you could be together again? Walt asked. No, I knew that wasn't going to happen, she admitted. He's Mulder, but he's not, and I'm... I'm not who I was either. He breathed in deeply. The questions he had decided to ask her tonight were much harder to ask in person. Well, will you ever do this again? He asked as he met her eyes. I wish... I wish I hadn't done it at all, she admitted as she wrapped her arms around herself. When I look at what this has done to you and to Amy, I... I can't forgive myself for... Dana, have I just always been your consolation prize? He asked, interrupting, his eyes showing true fear. God, no! she said as she walked toward him. It took me years to be... to be in a place where I could trust my heart again. I love you, and I need you. I was... I was surprised you felt the same. What? he asked, shocked. When... when Will was a baby, I thought the only reason you were around so much was out of guilt, she explained. You were with Mulder when he went missing, and I thought you felt an obligation to... I did, he admitted. And then when you seemed to have feelings for me, I thought it was that same obligation, just manifesting in love, she explained. I loved you without obligation, Walt explained, his voice cracking. Then, she continued, I ignored it for a long time, thinking it was unfair for me to take advantage of your guilt. Dana, I never... He began. She held up a hand for him to stop talking. He did. But two years ago? I felt so much love for you, that I was willing to risk my heart even if I really felt underneath. You were only with me out of guilt, she said, as tears ran down her cheeks. My feelings for you were so overwhelming that I... I was willing to... I didn't love you because of guilt, he said, as he stood and grasped her by the arms. I love you because you are smart and beautiful and a great mom and... and... 
Shit, Dana said as she licked her lip. I don't deserve you. I never have. Why don't you let me decide that, he snapped as he let go of her and walked in a tight circle around the living room. I slept with him, Walt. I did it knowing the consequences. Knowing, she said, her voice breaking as she cried. I know, he said, as he turned to face her. I also know that you have been through a lot with that man, and that he's the father of your son. He's been missing for eight years, Dana. For years I've worried about this day happening. She closed her eyes and took a breath. In my heart, when we became friends, then involved, he admitted as he closed his eyes. I... I hoped he was never found. I know, she said softly, as she opened her eyes to face him. But when he was, you did everything to help me, and I hurt you. I've hurt you. You did hurt me, Dana, he admitted, as his voice cracked. You made me doubt everything about us. I know, she sighed, as she wiped a stray tear. But know that I love you, Walt. Not because I can't have him. Not because of any other reason than who you are. You are handsome and smart and sexy and a good father. And I need you to know all that before you walk away. He wiped at a tear quickly as it escaped his eye, then took a step forward. Do you... do you want to be with me? he asked, looking her squarely in the eyes. Walt, I will always be with you, even if you walk away. I'm not going anywhere. You're it for me. Realization suddenly hit him. She had done something incredibly stupid, but it would never happen again. What she and Mulder had once had was no longer. That night was in the past, and he was her future. If he wanted it. Then marry me he said softly. What? she asked, surprised. I love you, and... and I can't let one mistake change the rest of our lives. I can't let something you did in these horrible circumstances define all we had and all we will have together. I know part of you will always love him. But all of me loves you, Walt, she said softly. He smiled, leaned down, and kissed her lips softly. Thank you, she said as their lips parted. Thank you for being... I love you, he confirmed. I love you too, she smiled up at him. And I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Walt. I know, he sighed, the hurt still raw. They stood hugging each other for quite some time. She wasn't sure where they went from there. If he wanted to marry her tonight or six years from now, she'd be at the altar. I canceled the caterer and minister, she mumbled into his chest. I'll barbecue, and a judge owes me a favor, he smiled down at her. She laughed at his plan. You're going to barbecue at your own wedding? This weekend? Okay, my brother Jim can do it, he said softly. Good thing I didn't start to call the guests, she said as she hugged him tightly. Are you sure you want to still marry me? Maybe you need some time and we should see accounts? I'm sure he said softly. This weekend, like we planned. Are we okay? She asked, still doubting that he could forgive her. We will be, he reassured her as he kissed her again. Walt held her close. She felt so right against him. He admonished himself for letting his pride almost break apart his family. 
He couldn't ever love anyone else like he loved her. And he didn't doubt for a second that, in the light of day, she loved him completely. They had so much shit happen in their lives lately. Something good had to finally come out of all of it. The next few days went on as before. Leo and Amy came by the house and spent as much time with Will as was humanly possible. When Walt came over after work, Leo and Amy usually left. The awkwardness in the room was palpable. One night, they didn't leave quite so quickly. Can I... can I talk with you both for a minute? Leo asked as he walked into the kitchen where Walt and Dana were talking. Uh, sure, Dana said as she glanced up at Walt, who shifted uncomfortably. Where's Will? Amy's with him in the yard, Leo explained. Okay, Dana nodded. Amy and I are going back to Colorado tomorrow. We're hoping to see Will in the morning before we go. Tomorrow? Walter asked, surprised. With the wedding coming up, Leo shifted awkwardly. I'm sure you need some time and want some space from us. You don't have to, Dana began, not sure what to say. I don't think that I can really be here, and... And it's best if we all have some time apart. We all have a lot of things that need to be sorted out, Leo said, as he met Dana's eyes. Oh, okay, Dana agreed. When will he see you again? When will he see you again? We were hoping you'd be open to him coming out to stay with us for a week or two this summer, Leo offered. If you both wanted to come as well, we'd be open to... Leo, I don't doubt that Will is safe with you, Dana explained, and I think you and he need some more time together. But I'm not sure he's ready for a trip on his own. He's only seven, and he's really just met you, and... We can figure something out, Walter interrupted. Will can go out with us, or maybe with Margaret. Thanks, Leo said happily, as he exchanged a look with Walter. He's great, you know? We do, Dana said with a smile. You've done a wonderful job with him, Leo said, his eyes misting. I may have missed out on the first seven years, but I look forward to the rest. Good, Walter said, as he looked at the man before him. Will we see you all in the morning, before we go? Leo asked as he took a step toward the back door to get Amy's attention. Yeah, we'll be here, Dana said with a sad smile. She wasn't sure how Will would react to Leo leaving. Amy walked inside with Will, her arm around his shoulder. I've learned more about the Knights of the Round Table than I ever imagined, Amy said with a smile. Amy said you guys are going back tomorrow? Will asked Leo, disappointed. Yeah, we're getting out of the way for the wedding, Leo explained as he shifted his feet. You can't stay? Will asked. He was sad to lose them so quickly after finding them. Sorry but we have to get back to work in Colorado. But your mom and Walt said that maybe you can come and visit us soon. Would you like that? Leo said sadly. He was trying hard to not appear upset. Definitely, Will said with a smile. Dana smiled at her happy child, surrounded by four parents that all loved him. He was one very lucky boy. Will had fallen in love with his father as easily as she had many years ago. Her heart went out to Leo, though. It was ripping his heart out to leave his son, but she didn't know what to do. See you tomorrow, Will, Leo said as he hugged his shoulder. Okay, see you then, Dad, Will said softly. His use of the term caused everyone in the room to pause. 
Leo quickly pulled him into a tight hug and whispered that he loved him into Will's hair. I know, Will said back softly. Leo released him and looked away from everyone so they wouldn't see the tears in his eyes. Amy grabbed his hand and pulled him toward the door. See you tomorrow, Will, Amy said with a choked voice as they left for the kitchen and walked out the front door. It was nice of you to call him Dad, if you're comfortable with that, Dana said to her son as she placed a hand on his head, shocked by her son's behavior. You're my dad, Will explained clearly as he looked up at Walt. But he's also my dad, and I know I didn't say anything before, but... But I hope that it's okay. Of course it's okay, Walt and Dana chimed in together as they went to him. Thanks, Will said as he smiled up at them. Can I go to Riley's? I'll walk you over, Walt offered as he rubbed Dana's back. He walked with Will into the living room, and when he looked out the window, he saw Leo and Amy on the sidewalk in a fierce hug. Both of them had red faces and had obviously been crying. Leo was devastated about leaving his son, despite the brave act he put on in the kitchen. Walter looked down at Will and couldn't imagine not seeing him for weeks or months on end, especially after just finding out he existed. He sighed and brushed his hands over his face. He was about to do something that may be very stupid, but he had to do it. Will? Go help your mom figure out the Chinese food order. She always picks the wrong noodles, he said, as he grasped the doorknob. She picks the fat ones, Will said with disgust as he went toward the kitchen. Walter opened the door and slipped outside. Leo and Amy parted as soon as they realized they were no longer alone. Walt walked toward the couple. Walt, I'm sorry, we'll get go- Leo began. I love that boy. Walter said as he pointed toward the house. And you both love him too. And I can't imagine being away from him for weeks or months. Leo looked away and tried to get his emotions in check. Things are tense with you around. I won't lie, Walter said as he put his hands on his hips. But you need more time with him, and he needs more time with you. Stay as long as you want. Take my condo if you need... Walter... We couldn't, Amy began. I don't really stay there much, and ho- I don't really stay there much, and hotels in D.C. are a fortune, Will said. Oh my god. Walter said, as he handed her a key. I don't know what your long-range plans are, but- But if you wanted to move here, to- To stay, I'd be okay with it. Leo looked at him shocked. After everything? I want what's best for my son. Our son, Walter said softly. Thanks, Leo said, as he swallowed hard. I don't know what to say. Stay, you'll st Say you'll stay for a little longer and make Will happy, Walter said, as he turned to see Will hop down the front stairs. I, I thought you left, Will said, surprised to see Leo. We got an offer we couldn't pass up, Leo explained with a huge smile. We're going to hang around. Great, Will smiled. Can I still go to Riley's? Of course you can, Walter smiled down at him as he grasped his shoulder. We'll see you tomorrow, Will, Amy said with a big smile. Yeah, see you, Will called as he started to walk. Thank you, Leo said sincerely as he met Walter's eyes. Walter just nodded and followed after Will.
So, this is where I used to live, Leo said, as he gestured toward an older building. Nice neighborhood, Amy said, as she looked around. So this is where you used to put an X on your window to call your informants over? Sounds kind of silly in the light of day, but yeah, Leo shrugged as he reached for her hand. How are you doing? Amy asked. How are you doing? Amy asked thoughtfully. Fine. Why? Leo said as he pulled her down the street. You're getting married this afternoon, and... And I thought you'd be a little... I don't know, she stammered. He turned and looked at her in the eyes. I love you, Amy. I know, she smiled at him. I also know that had you not been taken eight years ago, you'd be somewhere else entirely. He sighed and looked down at his feet. But I was, and... and you've made me so happy. Nothing changes that. We have a great life together. One I'm glad we get to share with Will. One you put at risk, she said softly. He looked at her surprised. He hadn't said anything about the night at the cabin with Scully. Obviously, he didn't have to. Leo, I'm not stupid, she said as she looked him in the eyes. You've been acting so, so guilty and... And I see you trying to make up for what you did. You and Dana, you can't even make eye contact. And when we make love, you look almost scared. Amy, I'm so sorry, it... Leo started, the apology tumbling off his lips. Stop, she said as she put a hand to his lips. He looked at her puzzled. He wondered if this was the part where she told him she was going back to Colorado and she wanted him to stay in D.C. Leo, the only reason I haven't packed my bags and told you to go to hell is... Well, it made me think. If Evan came back, if somehow he wasn't killed and I had a chance... It wouldn't change my love for you, but but to have one last chance to feel his love for me again, to be with him again, I guess as much as you broke my heart, and you did break it, Leo, she sighed as she looked at him with tears in her eyes. I also can see why you did it. Leo swallowed hard. He didn't know what to say. He felt horrible about what he had done to Amy. The guilt had been eating away at him, and he had obviously been acting on that guilt. He loved Amy, and he loved Scully, but he had risked everything to be with her that one night, and, in retrospect, it had been the wrong decision. He had been thinking with only his heart that night. It'll never happen again, will it? She asked, her face full of concern. Never, Leo promised. I'm not really him anymore, and she's not the same either. Does that make sense? She nodded her head in agreement. That. That night, I thought I was still him. I thought I could be him again. But I'm Leo now. A man that doesn't have the life Mulder had. I want to be in my son's life, but I'm not her Mulder anymore. You're my Leo? She asked with a smirk. A man who doesn't deserve a woman as wonderful as you, he said, as he hugged her toward him. I'm so sorry, Amy. I really am. I know, she sighed into his shoulder. I know. He hugged her for a long time on the street as people maneuvered around them. Leo looked up at his old apartment window, a place he had lived in for many years, a place that wasn't his anymore. He wasn't that man anymore. The man who ran around, waving a gun, 
chasing down consortium members, yelling towards the heavens. He had love, Amy, a son, friends, a great job, fishing trips, hunting trips, a very nice life. If he had continued as Mulder eight years ago, would he even be alive today? He lost out on a lot with Scully and William, but had this loss of time actually saved his life? He couldn't imagine a life without Amy. She loved him unconditionally, despite what he had put her through. They had traveled to Costa Rica, Italy, Argentina, and Portugal. She was adventurous and fun, and she embraced every day with gusto, making their life together enjoyable and filled with laughter. He felt so much love for her that sometimes it overwhelmed him. They were well-matched in every way, and he had risked it all for one more night with Scully, a woman he loved, but who wasn't the one he was in love with anymore. They were now two very different people, leading drastically different lives. That was unbearably apparent. Didn't you promise me a museum? she asked, as she smiled up at him. I promise. I promise you everything, Amy, he said softly as he kissed her lips. She smiled up at him and softly stroked her hand across his cheek. He was so lucky he had her. Do you, Walter, take Dana to be your lawfully wedded wife? Judge Berwick asked. Walter looked at Dana and smiled. I do. Dana looked up at him and smiled. After everything she had put him through, he still loved her. They had spent the last week and a half talking a lot, and she thought they should see a counselor to help him with what she had done. Walt balked at the idea. He wanted to put the incident with Mulder in the past, along with Vietnam and his divorce from Sharon. All his wounds carefully packaged up tight and put at the back of his mind. Do you, Dana, take Walter to be your lawfully wedded husband? The judge asked. I do, Dana said softly as she looked into his eyes. Walt smiled down at her, sure they were both making the right choice. By the power vested in me, by the state of Virginia, I now pronounce you husband and wife, the judge said solemnly. Walter Skinner leaned down and kissed her softly on the lips. Will jumped up from his spot and hugged them both, happy. The thirty people in the backyard all clapped and cheered. The happy couple looked at the crowd and smiled. A violinist played a song, and they walked back down the makeshift aisle, all smiles and laughter. Her long, gray dress blowing in the breeze, and his tie flapping over the shoulder of his navy suit. After many congratulations, the caterer came out, and people started to gather around the various trays of food. Wine was poured, music was played, and everyone seemed to be having a wonderful time. So where are you going on your honeymoon? Jim asked as he slapped his brother on the back. We're sticking around here for now, Walter said with a smile. Maybe later in the summer or in the fall we'll go somewhere. Not terribly romantic, Jim noted as he took another drink of his beer. We have a lot going on right now, Walter explained as he watched Dana talk happily to her Aunt Alma. When things settle down, we'll need to relax. To each their own, Jim said amicably. You moving in here, or are you two looking for a place together? I think we'll stay here. Alexandria is a great school district for Will, and the house is a nice size, Walter said as he looked up at the row house from the yard. I've wanted to do some renos for a while, and now I'll be able to. My brother the handyman? 
Jim said, disbelieving. I'm not stupid, Jim. I'll hire out some of the work, Walter snickered, as he took a pull from his beer. What's so funny? Dana asked, as she put an arm around Walt's waist. The idea of my brother with a tool belt, Jim laughed. Now, wait, Dana chided. I take great pride in the crooked picture he hung in the hallway. Hey, Walt objected. The trio laughed as the party continued around them until the late hours. There was a nice dinner, dancing, and some heartfelt words were shared. By midnight, Will had fallen asleep on a lounge chair. All the guests had left, and the caterers had cleaned up. Thank you for everything, Dana said, as she bid the caterers goodbye at her front door. Walt walked past her carrying Will in a disheveled suit up the stairs to his room, his blue cast hanging over Walt's shoulder. Dana walked around the house gathering bits and pieces of wedding detritus and thinking fondly of the day. She was in the sunroom turning off the last light when she felt two strong arms encircle her waist a few minutes later. She melted into his embrace and never wanted the moment to end. It was perfect, she said softly. I'm glad I didn't have to barbecue, Walt snickered in her hair. I think everyone is grateful for that, she laughed. Is that what you think of my... he started. I'm grateful because I got to spend more time with you, she continued, as she yanked him closer to her back. Hang on, he said, as he pulled away from her. She watched him walk out of the sunroom over to a nearby CD player and pop a disc inside. Billie Holiday's rich voice singing The Very Thought of You spread throughout the house and caused her to smile. He walked back to her and reached for her hand to dance. They danced quietly in the sunroom, his hand on her lower back and hers caressing his cheek as she held on to his shoulder. She could feel his strong heart pumping against her chest. He could see the twinkle in her eye as she looked at him with only the moonlight to see. The song ended and she looked up at him with a smile on her face. I love you so much, she sighed. I love you too, he said as he leaned in to kiss her lips. The kiss deepened, and his hands roamed up her torso, feeling her skin tingle underneath the gray satin of her dress. Billie Holiday continued to croon in the background as their passion intensified. For all the talking they had done in the last week and a half, they had not made love once. At first, she thought it was because he was too angry, then she thought he didn't want to touch her. Finally, she thought it might be too upsetting for him. She thought a counselor would help, but so far, he had refused. He had kissed her, put his arm around her, and hugged her, but they had been sleeping in the same bed for over a week and not made love once. She had backed away, thinking he would let her know when he was ready. She was, after all, the one who had strayed. It was up to him to decide when he was ready to be intimate again. She felt one strap on her dress get pushed off her shoulder, and his mouth left hers to kiss the side of her neck and her collarbone. Oh, she let out a soft moan as he kissed her just right and held onto her hip, steadying her. She felt his hands roam toward her back and slowly released the zipper at the back of her dress, just enough that the top part of it loosened. I've been wanting to do that all day, he said softly in her ear. She smiled up at him as he undid her strapless bra and pulled it from her body, freeing her breasts, one of them exposed to the night air that wafted into the sunroom. 
Her nipples became instantly hard as his large hand reached for her one exposed breast and began to massage it before his mouth captured it. Her back arched as he sucked and pulled at her nipple with his mouth, her nails scratching his back through his shirt as she did. Soft moans came out of her mouth as she reached to untuck the back of his shirt and touch the skin of his back. As he continued to assault her breast, she reached between them and undid his belt and his pants, pushing them to the floor, feeling them pool at their feet. He kissed his way back up her torso and their lips met again. Well, she asked out of breath. He's out for the next eight hours, at least, Walt said softly into her ear. A smile danced across her lips. She quickly undid the buttons on his white shirt and undid his tie, exposing his beautiful chest to her hands and her mouth. She felt his erection bob between them, his boxers still restraining him as her fingers teased his nipples and her lips kissed his expansive chest. Her fingers gently roamed up and down her back as her mouth kissed every inch of his chest and sucked hard on his nipples. He took in a sharp breath when he felt her push his boxers down and grab his ass firmly with her hand, pulling his body even closer to hers. She kissed lower and lower until he saw her sit on the end of the chaise lounge and in one swift movement take him into her mouth. Oh, God, he said loudly. She released him from her mouth. Shh, the windows are open. She smiled up at him. I'll try, he laughed softly. She put her lips back around him and started to suck and pull at his large, hard cock. She teased his balls by running her nails over them and worked her tongue to place pressure on the underside of his member. His hips rocked against her as waves of pleasure wafted over his body again and again. She stroked him with her hand and took him completely into her mouth before pulling back and then quickly engulfing him again. His body arched over hers the sensation of what she was doing to him almost too much to take. He ran his hands through her long red hair and then put them on either side of her head and pulled her back off him. I need to take a break, he said softly, as he lowered himself to look her in the eyes. He gently guided her back until she was laying down on the chaise lounge. She was a picture of wantonness in the moonlight. Her dress pulled down to expose one breast, her lips plump from working him over her hair disheveled from his hands. He kneeled down on the floor and methodically pushed her dress up her legs as he kissed his way toward his goal. He could feel her shiver as he kissed her knees, and her legs parted slightly when he got to her thighs. When her dress was at her waist, Walt hooked her panties with his finger and slowly drew them down her legs and flung them on the floor at his feet. He went back to her inner thigh and started to kiss and suck on the flesh that was there his hand cupping her center as he slowly licked his way toward it. The first touch of his tongue on her sent an electric jolt through her body. His one hand moved up to massage her breast as he put pressure on her clit with his tongue. Oh, she gasped as her hands went to either side of his head. He licked and sucked at her folds while he teased her with his fingers for quite some time. She squirmed underneath him and felt the pressure build before he pulled back teasing her with the need to release. He would take his mouth off of her and kiss her thighs and her breast, calming her down before he again placed his hot, wet mouth over her, building up her orgasm once again. Oh, God. Walt. Oh, God. 
she implored, as he continued his slow tease, her face flushing, her body quivering, her sex palpitating. It was then that he entered her, one slow movement that, when he was fully inside her, and his hard cock met with her G-spot, she exploded in an orgasm all around him. Oh! she gasped, as waves of pleasure washed over her body, her center palpitating around his cock as it pumped inside of her, granting her no relief from his beautiful assault. Her gray dress was bunched between them as her legs came up on either side of his torso, and he pushed himself into her again and again. As one orgasm subsided, another took over her body, as the heat from his member thrusting into her caused her to explode inside again. She looked up at him, her features contorting as her brain and her body tried to deal with the overwhelming pleasure that was running through her. His strong arms held him up as his hips slammed against her again and again. His eyes looked right into her soul as he smiled down at her. She could feel his balls slapping up against her ass, as their hair tangled where they joined. Walt! Oh! Oh! She gasped again, and again, as he pushed into her, and was overcome with his own orgasm as he released his seed into her soft center. Oh, Dana! He sighed, as he melted into her, and his cock twitched inside her body. She watched as pleasure emanated from his face, his eyes sparkling above her as a slow smile spread across his features. I love you, she said, as she kissed the side of his face. I love you so much. I love you too, he said softly, as he kissed her lips sloppily. His body hunched over hers, so he wouldn't crush her. He dropped down beside her on the chaise and pulled her against his chest. They lay side by side like that for quite some time as he softened inside her. They whispered endearments to each other and talked about their wedding day and the future they had ahead of them. If you like this story, please follow the link to the writer's page and leave some love. Kudos, comments, or subscribe. They'll love hearing from you. Then you can head over to our Patreon page and contribute to Audio Fanfic Podcast. As a member, you are granted early access to one new story per month. That's www.patreon.com slash audiofanficpod. Thank you for listening, and remember, the stories are out there.